All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix with player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Bases loaded and one out. Oh my God! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and we have Zach already making noise in the background. What's going on, everybody? Zach's on the show. George's on the show. It's Mike, obviously hosting. Everybody, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, man, you, you got our you got our names right. So I mean, we're off to a great start here. <laughs> First time for everything. You know what? Now's not the time to get names right because no one's listening to us anymore. But uh, <laughs> but I got I got my audio I got my uh, microphone fixed because I've been having a, I've been getting like DMs and people hit me up like, look, audio's been trash. Yeah, my kids messed with it. I didn't realize it. And when I went to edit the podcast, I could barely hear myself. But we had to put the podcasts out. Should be better, should be louder, should be easier to hear. And tonight is episode 90. We are going to... Oh, man, 10 more. Yeah, 10 more to 100. And, of course, it's when no one's, again, literally, everyone's, like, so tuned out right now. It's terrible timing. But it doesn't matter. That's a little, that's a little issue and a, and a far greater issue, which we are hoping... Right. Which, 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 which I am hopefully, or we are hopefully, giving you a little bit of a uh, step away from it all. You know, a little bit of a reprieve, so to speak. So... Tonight we're just gonna answer your Twitter stuff, man. You guys dropped some names for us to talk about, guy. You know, guys that you're interested in hearing more about. Um, we have the grade to trade segment. So before we get into it, just Zach, I haven't really had you on lately. How is everything going on? I know it's chaotic times, but how's just what's going on with you, man? How's I know you're up in New Jersey, right? Yeah, Jersey. moved back from uh, Miami to New Jersey, so I'm kind of all settled in here. It's been about like a month or so in my new place i got my my desk set up with monitors and the microphone and everything so it's good to kind of be back in a more permanent space but but no everything's good everybody's healthy over here hopefully you guys are are doing healthy everybody's families are staying healthy family and friends and that goes for our listeners too and we'll we'll get through these these very odd times right now and hopefully baseball we will be back before we know it yeah, hundred percent agree. Now I have to ask because I don't think again I don't think I've had a chance to ask you what 
what what would be your best guess as far as the season this year? Do you think we're going to have one? Because I did pose the question. I'll let George answer after. But do you think there's a legitimate chance between this, you know, this complete craziness and, you know, it's a chaotic time. Is there a chance that we have no baseball this year? And if we have no baseball this year, do you think the CBA and all that, you know, the all those talks push baseball back to a point to where it's like midseason next year before we have any baseball? Do you think there's a legitimate chance for that? Or would you say very, 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 very slight? I would, I would say very, very, very slim that that happens. I think we're going to see baseball this year. I would think that the all-star break is most likely going to be canceled and they're going to play a bunch of double headers and they're going to play up until Thanksgiving. So I think we're looking at a start date of somewhere around June, possibly the latest July. That's what I'm thinking. I would be beyond shocked if there's no baseball this season. I know you're kind of thinking more in that mainstream of things, but I I think that uh, we're going to see baseball this year. And we were talking about it before. Um, it's possible that maybe no fans are in the stands for it, which you know what? It, it is what it is. I will take anything. I will yeah. take I will take scrimmage matches with wiffle balls and when when plastic <laughs> bats. Like I need baseball, man. We are playing a little fun like home league. MLB the show thing like the three of us are in it with a couple oh, with um Brent and the other and the exit velocity guys they threw it together and we've just been it's having so a lot of frustrating fun. but that's, that's <laughs> I need it's real been baseball fun, man I'm I'm glad that we've had that at, though at this time because that that's kind of holding us over you know we've been getting on at night and uh, getting some games in we got an online league going so right now I mean hey we got to step it up man those guys are good so Oh yeah, uh, dude. I, I'm. I don't even want to talk <laughs> about it. I've been, like this. That game legitimately causes depression. Like, I'm not, <laughs> it is terrible. But George, I again, I don't know how much we spoke about it. But what are your expectations as far as a start date, or do you think there's a real chance we have no baseball this year? I think we do get baseball this year. I I think it's without fans. I, I just the way things are right now, the way you know, the way this whole uh, pandemic is progressing, it's. I just don't see how you can get 40,000 people in a stadium, you know? I mean, even, even if you cut that in half, you know, it's like, I don't see that. I don't see how you can do that, how you could take that risk of people, you know, getting infected or a player getting infected and having to just kind of start everything all over again. I think that if we get baseball this year, it's going to be with the most, you know, strict measures, um, the safest way possible and i think it's going to be without fans unfortunately you know it's it's gonna be very interesting interesting because if there is no baseball it's gonna be a, a hot topic because it's say say they cancel it right and i'm getting way ahead of myself because obviously i'm actually somewhat optimistic even though i don't play the optimistic part i played I, I like to play the pessimistic side because i like to be that type of like like the guy that just you know wants to be like well what if um i i know there's a term for it and i can't think of it so don't remind me but I'm wondering, like, players like Mookie Betts and, like, um, other guys on one-year deals, he's the one that comes to mind. But uh, guys like him, he could – like, the MLB players, they've, they're they getting a year of service time. So guys like Mookie yeah. could literally be a free agent next year without playing a single game for the Dodgers. Do they get some type of yep. compens- – do they get some type of compensation back from that trade they made? The, like, I wonder how that's going to happen. It's just a crazy time. And I know we can talk what-ifs all night, so I don't want to harp on it. It's just something that pops into my head, things like that. It's like – it's very, very interesting. But other than that, guys, we're going to get into it. Again, These are we went onto Twitter and asked you guys for names you wanted to hear more about, trades you've made. Because, again, right now, leagues are still – like, I've, I have drafted leagues. 
and there are trades being made in these leagues. So we reached out, got you guys to throw us some trades. Most of them are from keeper leagues, which makes a lot of sense because it's a keeper. You know, uh, keep, it's keeper leagues, I feel like, are more likely to be active. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually going to ask you guys, where, are you guys looking at your dynasty and keeper leagues any differently right now? Like, are you approaching them differently? Because I know there's, for me, there's some leagues where, like, I kind of just sold out. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go for it this year. And now it's like, oh, well, now all my old dudes are going to be even older dudes by the time we play. And the guys you sold, like, there's actually a, a trade on here. I don't want to kind of, I don't want to, like, give it away. But basically, if you sold an injured player, now you're, there's a chance you get them back and they're not. <laughs> and now it's like, wait, I sold out and it wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? Like, that type of stuff happens. And there's actually a specific trade in here. We'll, talk, we'll be able to talk about this a little more. But yeah, I'm with you. I like guess one of those. I feel like if you're a, if you're a team in the middle, you gotta decide which way you're gonna go right now. You gotta start buying low or selling high if you can. Because if there's people that are really like, if you find somebody in your league, jeez, if you find, if you, is that you? No, there's. Uh, I think there's some. There's. It sounds like someone's cutting their grass outside. <laughs> jeez, it's, it's we'll funny because it's like nine o'clock here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's six o'clock. <laughs> It's six o'clock here on a Saturday and someone's decided to cut their grass. Cool. Great. So we'll have, we'll have grass cutting going on. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway. Jeez, uh, man. That's is, it a, awesome. is it a riding motor or a push mower? <laughs> yeah. No, right? like, <laughs> Dude, I'm in the middle. It's, it's like the middle of Los Angeles. There's no way someone's on a riding <laughs> motor. Sorry. I keep forgetting where you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are literally spread across the country. We have one in Los Angeles, one in New Jersey, and I'm in Florida. So technology is amazing, isn't it? But um, it is. Okay, so I don't know where we were at. Oh, we were talking dynasty stuff. Um, we're actually gonna do a yeah. buy, we're actually gonna do a dynasty buy low sell high episode soon. So for those who are listening, keep uh, keep that in mind. We'll probably be seeking your questions out for that. So if you have any, obviously hit us up on Twitter. Which um yeah, but oh sorry, I did forget something. Well, we're gonna get to the content, I promise. But last little thing, five star rating review, greatly appreciated, and. We are doing a giveaway. I went to Walmart to shop for more food because, of course, my kids are home and my wife is home. So we have no food in the house ever. I feel like we eat through that two weeks worth of food in like, a, like a, <laughs> about a week. Here comes the mowing guy. I hear him. And, um, yeah, I found these baseball cards. and I, I, I collect baseball cards kind of as a fun little side hobby. Saw this tin of cards. I know the tins are hard to get. They're exclusive to Walmart, I believe. So we decided to go ahead and give one of those away. Of course, I picked the one with uh, – your boy Pete Alonzo on there because you know he you you I just thought I thought of you Zach I was like you know what Zach would appreciate it if I gave this away I don't I don't see Matt Olson on the on the cover of any of these oh, boxes geez. yeah but you know what uh, I can't even say anything you hit a home you hit a home run off me with Olson too didn't you or Alonzo I mean so anyway I'm getting way off track my point is we're giving away one of these exclusive boxes of uh of uh, baseball cards tops 2020 um baseball cards I forgot the brand. Either way, it's not the opening day brand. Either way, we're giving away a free one. So if you want to check it out, you got to uh, follow us on Twitter, the uh, Bases Loaded Network on Twitter, at Bases Loaded. Oh, shoot. At Bases Loaded FBN. I always forget that. Uh, and um, you have to like and retweet the post as well. So that's going on. We're giving that away next Friday. Other than that, we'll get into it. Now, the first guy on this list, now it's been like 15 minutes and we finally get into the content. <laughs> Shed Long was a name thrown out at us and i'm gonna speak on him at first because he's been a guy i've been pretty i, I know george george you've been pretty big on him as well but shed long's a guy I'm, i've been pretty vocal about yeah he's a guy that uh i think he's spoke he would he was gonna i think he was gonna lead off he was all indications suggested he was gonna lead off this year and 
that he came with a power and speed combination at second base and a guy that wasn't going to hurt you in average necessarily. I mean, he has hit for bad average in the past, but for the most part, he's been like a 260, 270, even as high as 300 a hitter. So I think realistically like a 250 average with 15 home runs and 10 or so stolen bases was a very realistic potential. And now I still think obviously, again, shortened season, hard to project what exactly he's going to get. But we're still looking at a guy you can get late in drafts, a power speed combo guy that he's only, you know what, the name that comes to mind is like a poor man's Cesar Hernandez as far as like power and speed. Because the reason why I say poor man's is because the batting average might not be there. So is there Yeah, better, I think he's got it. I was going to ask if there's a better I, name that you could think of maybe, but. I was trying to think of, of a name, but it's, it's just tough because, I mean, he's got some pop. I think he can hit, you know, upwards of maybe like 20 home runs. You think so? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's got 20 homer pop and then uh, he could still, you know, maybe 10 bases or so. He did. So, he, he did hit 16 in 2017. So maybe he does have more, again, more power. But I just don't know how much to attribute to the juice ball last year because he hit, he hit nine home runs in 56 games. So it's like I don't know how much to attribute to that juice ball. Oh, sorry. He hit, he hit 14 home runs in, what, 98 games, if I'm doing math right. So obviously that would suggest he has 20 home run pop. But how much of that was the juice balls all? So I'm still not sure what to think of the power. So I'm thinking 15 home runs is fair. That's why I was like 15 home runs and 10 steals, which is a solid bat, which is a solid line. But – he hits 20 and 10 yes please <laughs> yeah yeah and he doesn't have nearly the uh plate discipline as uh hernandez but uh i, I do you know i do like that i said, he I said was... poor man i said poor man <laughs> i told you the batting um, was a concern yeah yeah no for sure I, I do like that he was running a bit he did still two bases in the in you know the limited spring training games that that we did get so I, I like that, you know. I mean, some, sometimes when guys are running in spring training, it kind of shows their intent for the year. Uh, it sometimes carries over. So I like that he was running a bit in spring training. And if you look at some of his stats from last year, he actually had an above-average O-swing. He actually had an above-league average swing strike rate. So his, his plate discipline wasn't bad. It just wasn't Cesar Hernandez good. So give me some, give me some, give me some, cut me some slack is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, for even, sure. And he was actually like basically right on league, just technically it was 0.1 better than league average on contact rate. So you're wrong. I'm right. I'm, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, Shed Long's a very, very good sleeper this year for a little bit of a combination guy. Again, people say steals are hard to come by, but I, the more I think about it, the, the easier it is to find than I, than I, than I initially, than I initially thought. So we can move yeah. on. I'll say to John, I don't know if you want to add to that, but we can move on because this next guy is also a power speed guy. I wasn't sure if you were ready to move on, George, Zach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, oh, yeah. I was just, uh, just going to add, you know, how, how well he hit in, in September uh, and then just going into this season with the, with the second base job secured uh, is a big plus. So, yeah, I'm with you as far as uh, sleeper potential for, for long. Gotcha. So, uh, next guy that this is actually, I'm going to sh- throw it over to you now that you've already uh, ended Shed Long. You can start on Avisel Garcia, the next name on the list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big uh, Garcia fan. I mean, one, one of the things, you know, he, he's underrated uh, uh, athletically. And uh, the big knock on him was really like how many, how often he hit the ball on the ground. Um, but over the last three years, that's actually gone down. Like his, his ground ball rate has, has gone down from 52. Uh, percent to 48 percent down to 45 percent last season and his uh, exit velocity on line drives and fly balls has stayed consistently like well above league average uh, above 95 miles per hour over each of the last three years so when he's 
hit the ball in the air. He's hit it consistently well. And now he's just, he's on that upward trend of, of hitting the ball in the air more often. And now he's going to a park that, uh, he's going from a park in, in Tampa Bay where hitters historically have underperformed their ex-Wobas. And now he's going to Milwaukee where it's historically one of the best parks where uh, hitters will, will overperform their expected Wobas. So I, I like Garcia a ton. And, and before, before the, the stoppage, uh, we had heard news that Ryan Braun wasn't going to be ready to start the season, that he wasn't going to be playing uh, outfield, that he was going to get most of his time to conserve his health um, at first base. So, I mean, that would, that would go, you know, that would give Garcia most of the time there, uh, essentially full time in, in right field. So it, it remains to be seen, you know, when the season does start, what kind of role uh, Braun is going to have, if he is going to split time in the outfield with Garcia. But I mean, Garcia has, I, I love Garcia. He has a ton of potential. I think in that park, I think 30 home runs is, is not out of the question in a full season. And, you know, 30, 30 and 10 with a, with a good average, maybe 275, 280 average um, in, in that lineup. So I, I like Garcia a ton. I, I agree with George. I like Abcel Garcia going into this year. Right now he's kind of slotted right into the middle of the lineup around like five or six right now. But we were talking about Braun before. George was talking about Braun, and I, see, I could see him splitting some time with Justin Smoke over at first base. So I think Garcia is going to be slotted into everyday playing time in right field. But I agree with George. I, I think we could expect some big numbers. He's playing in a great home ballpark. Double-digit steals uh, as a great mid-to-late-round uh, flyer in the outfield. So, yeah, I think Avisail Garcia could definitely provide some, uh, some great late value in your drafts. So definitely somebody to target this year. Definitely we can move on to the next guy and this is where I'm going to throw it your way now. I love how the person last person to speak on the last player is kind of transitioned to the next guy. This is fun. Spencer Howard of the Philadelphia Phillies. What say you, Zach? So Spencer Howard, he's a very interesting name right now. Um, the past like week or so, he's really been um, kind of touted as a possible guy that might claim that fifth starter job. Uh, Joe Girardi, um, I think if there's any manager out there that would kind of just call up a, a young top prospect he's the guy that would do it so I could definitely see once baseball picks up again I could see Howard possibly grabbing that fifth starter job I mean this is a pretty pretty weak Philly rotation after Nola you got um, Arietta, Zach Eflin uh, this team is just kind of uh, it's a very it's really just not their strength per se um, you're looking at who else we got here we got Nola and Wheeler at the top but then Arietta, Velasquez and Eflin there's a lot of question marks down there um, after the season that Spencer Howard had last year I could definitely see him coming up early and it, it's really going to be interesting to see what a lot of these teams do with some of these top prospects um, whenever baseball does come back obviously a lot of these guys are going to be on innings limits but Spencer Howard now I mean if you're starting Baseball in July, I mean, the innings limits are kind of out the window if you're playing 100, 120 games. So it should be interesting to see how these teams use these top prospects. Guys, I'm, I'm off the top of my head, I'm thinking guys like Spencer Howard, Michael Kopech, um, Nate Pearson, big-time guys like that. Um, they may just kind of be up and ready to go once they start up this uh, spring training 2.0 and once we get back into baseball, hopefully by the summer. But Spencer Howard is definitely a sleeper, I think. And, um, yeah, he could really claim that fifth starter job and kind of just uh, become that number number two, number three guy 
for them. Uh, so yeah, he's definitely got a target high strikeout upside. I mean, you're looking at a, a number, a number two upside type pitcher here. So yeah, definitely somebody to target and he's going super late in drafts right now. I don't have the ADP up right in front of me. I can find that if somebody else wants to start talking, but yeah, <laughs> I do I like, I like Howard a lot. I think we, everyone's got, I think everyone really has to pretty much like Howard at this point because he is free in drafts and the upside there. He offers, I think he offers the same upside as a Mackenzie Gore without the price of a Mackenzie Gore, which is really nice. I can almost off the top of my head tell you Spencer Howard's probably going outside the top 500. I was going to tell you, I just looked it up. ADP is 503 right now in the past, mu- past month. So I'm you're sad. spot on. But no, that's another <laughs> that's good name so that you just threw out there. Like Spencer Howard, Kopech, Mackenzie Gore, Nate Pearson, they all kind of fall into the same boat right now. The crazy part is, is that, you know, the talks of him being the fifth starter with him only having – been you know logging 30 innings in double a like that's the highest level he's been to and that's the you know that's very little experience i mean he only threw 65.2 innings as a whole oh sorry 67 68 innings total period last year 68 innings total 112 in 2018 so oh crap i can't do math it's like 70 sorry he pitched at like four <laughs> different levels he pitched at like four different levels so it's like doing math hard it's like 70 innings last year he pitched 70 innings last year granted he won't need to take a big step this year. He might, you know, throw 100 and 110 maybe if, you know, assuming that we have a, you know, shortened season whatnot, that might be enough. I'm just – it's surprising to hear that they're willing to do that because, again, the lack of um, the lack of innings in his, you know, in his minor league stints, not to mention he was nursing injury prior to – this. Uh, you know, he had a late start to spring and all that with, because of that. And uh, now that's obviously a moot point, no real uh, issue there with the injury. But the strike, I mean, if you want to talk about some of the stuff, I mean, the strikeout upside is immense. I mean, the lowest K per nine he's ever put up at any stop was 11.15, and that was in double A last year. The guy's always had a K, a K percentage of 31% or better. Sorry, he had a 25% K rate in a small stop at 2019. But other than that, I mean, he's, it's always been just elite strikeout stuff. The All of last year, the ratios have been like sub three. I mean, with the high, what, 2.35 in his 30 innings. The FIP and all that, back it up. We're talking good ratios, high strikeout upside. And, again, I think of him as similar to a gore without the price tag. Let me ask you guys a question here. This is one thing that's been on my mind with this whole stoppage right now. Are you guys concerned? Uh, I mean, this really applies to all pitchers, but I'm I'm more thinking about some of these young guys, um, these young flame-throwing guys. Are you guys concerned about starting up again workouts and getting these guys stretched out are you guys concerned about injuries with pitchers just kind of not having much time to throw and everything and just kind of getting back into it so suddenly are you guys concerned about any injuries we've seen a lot of guys go down like sale and thor um and severino are you guys concerned about any of these young guys starting up rather quickly and getting back into spring training and games to completely answer your uh, to just answer your question real quickly for me it's a uh I'm not too concerned about the injury because I personally believe most of these pitchers, and you see some videos here and there surfacing, I think a lot of them are staying relatively in shape, you know, just kind of throwing their own little bullpen sessions with their own people, just keeping kind of loose and ready to go in case the season starts up at any moment. And we are going to get an abbreviated uh, spring training. So, I don't, I mean, I think regardless, I don't know, I don't think teams are going to force the issue. And we're talking, and there's potential for games to be seven innings. So if a pitcher goes four, that's fine, you know, for most teams. That's going to cause a lot of headaches for wins and quality starts, though. That's why I think middle relievers might gain some value. It's going to be very interesting. 
But we that's all again a whole other strategy. Yeah. That's a whole other strategy to discuss. But as far as the injuries go, I'm not too concerned. And honestly, I think this time off does well for a lot of guys because you have guys like you know like Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin coming off the you know World Series. What, what typically is a World Series hangover now, guys like that get the extra rest, and you have guys recovering from injuries and guys that had surgeries. You know, obviously not the TJ guys, but like Verlander had the groin surgery. Um, Paxton's coming back from the back. So it's like I think the added time off obviously helps the guys that are hurt, helps the guys on innings limits, and I just think ultimately guys are kind of doing their own routines, staying in somewhat of a shape of shape because they know that they I think they think the season's going to start up eventually. So I think they don't want to come in too cold, you know. George, what do you think? It's it's possible, you know, it's it's, it's possible that we with less time to prepare, we could see some more injuries. But the thing is, like, you can't really do anything about it. Like, you, you're not going to draft differently. You know, you can't predict who's going to be, you know, more at risk. We, you know, we see guys who have a pattern of injury before, you know, have injury history. And we kind of, we can kind of take that into consideration. But just as a whole, it's hard to do really like do anything about it. And to your point, like, you know, we could see uh, shorter games. We could see shorter outings, especially early on. And uh, if they're going to expand the rosters, then, uh, we'll definitely see more pitchers uh, on pitching staffs who will come in as, uh, you know, middle relievers and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you're pretty much spot on as far as, like, uh, concern, though. I, I'm not – it's really, like, you know, what can you really do about it? Did you have any opinion on this, Zach, before we move on? Because I obviously you asked the question. But we have, we were I'm, – I'm not surprised. I should have known better. But we are staying a little long on every name, longer than I'd like. <laughs> so <laughs> – Shocking. But no, it, it is a concern of mine. Like George said, there's really not much that you can do. It's really not going to change the way you draft. But but yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm curious to see how some of these pitchers are going to ramp things back up whenever the time comes. And if there's any surprise injuries that come out of it. So I am a little concerned. But like George said, there's not much that is really going to change on the drafting end. And Spencer Howard, I think we all like him. So go draft him late. Post 500 if he can. I mean, no, no, no. Take him out, like, pick 400. They're still valuable. Well, yeah, he's going at 500. He should be going earlier, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you, that's why that's why you ignore the ADP. You take him out, pick 400, where he's a quote-unquote reach. Realistically, there's, there's, there's no such thing as a reach at pick 400. But anyway, uh, moving on quickly, Kyle Schwarber in the second half. Someone mentioned it. I've had, I've talked about it probably at nauseum on this podcast. Everyone knows my love for Kyle Schwarber is uh, well documented at this point. You I did like Kyle Schwarber. I, I know, know it's crazy. It's well documented <laughs> as well. You know the swing change in the second half, the improvement against lefties, just everything was there. Everything just seems to be somewhat believable. I don't know if he's actually going to hit. I think it was like two sixty in the second half against six against sexties lefties. <laughs> it was such a weird, <laughs> such a weird uh, word to come up with there against lefties in the second half. I combined the word second and lefty. That's what happened. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's You're just podcast. getting too excited thinking about Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's a Schwarber love coming out full, uh, in, full, full, in full form, full effect. But, yeah, it's, um, he's just a guy that I'm totally buying into. There's a lot more to the numbers. And, again, I wrote a whole deep dive article. I actually linked it to that guy's question because I was like, look, man, there's a lot more to it than I can probably – if I could, spe- I could speak on just Schwarber for five minutes, so I'm not going to. Um, a lot of tangible change, you know, my favorite thing to look for, uh, that sh- that suggests the second half was very much real, and I'm just buying in. 
I'm not going to even give you guys a chance to talk about him because it is what it is. Luis Reyes is another guy on this list that, um, again, my quick two cents, not interested, no, not buying in. I think he hits. I think he's going to hit in the bottom half of that lineup. Batting average, and that's it. There is nothing I can find in his numbers. I suggest he's going to improve in any other form or fashion. Maybe a couple more steals. Maybe. What do you guys think? Anybody? I don't care who jumps in on this one because, again, I think I covered it well. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Nothing that overly excites me. Really kind of a, a one-category guy, like you said, an average, and I expect some regression. Uh, I think he overperformed last year. So, yeah, I'm not overly excited about Arias. The guy hasn't hit under 309 at any level in the minors, by the way. Just Oh, sorry, hit 298 once. <laughs> the guy is batting average. <laughs> the guy's hit tools legit and real. It's absurd. So I'm I, he, he, he's one of those that walks more than he strikeouts in the minors pretty much. And I'm not saying that's going to translate directly. It did translate in his uh, 92 games he played last year. But I'm not gonna, But to say that it's going to hold is tough because it's very rare. But with that said, you're still looking at a guy who's going to walk probably just as much as strikeout because he just makes that much contact. Regardless, yeah. who cares? He's, he's, for me, he's not. I, I won't draft him in leagues. I don't care how bad any batting average. He's, such a, he's, such, he's almost negative everywhere else. He's not going to be a difference maker other than one position. That doesn't hold a lot of value to me. So. And I could see him becoming kind of like a utility guy in the near future. They've got uh, their top prospect, Royce, Royce Lewis, kind of knocking on the door, especially with this time off. I mean, it's possible he makes an appearance later this season. But with Polanco at shortstop, I would expect – with Polanco at shortstop and Donaldson at third base, I would expect Royce Lewis to kind of see time at second base whenever he does come up. So that could kind of shift Arias to a more utility role. And in that case, I'm really just not overly excited about him. So what do you think about Kevin Biggio, the next man on our list? You like him? I do like Kevin Biggio. I've been kind of hyping him up in my mind, not really as much on this podcast. <laughs> um, kind of been a big fan of him in drafts that I've done so far. Um, obviously, the guy is a, is a walk machine, which is great. Uh, it's great in point style play. It's great in OBP style leagues. So I really do like that. Uh, the batting average is, is a concern. Um, Huge I, I concern. Could, yeah, it's a it's a big concern. I mean, he's most likely probably going to be um, below 250. You're probably looking at like a 230, 240 guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's going to draw his walks. And, yeah, he'll get on base. And he's hopefully going to steal um, upwards of 20 or so bases, which is, which will be nice. That's why a lot of people are kind of reaching on him um, at a shallow second base position and somebody that can give you double digit, uh, like possibly even 20 to 25 steals. So, yeah, he's an exciting player in that aspect, but in the average department, not overly excited. But, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's probably going around, what, like the top 120 at this point? Um, I think so. It's about it's about right. And realistically, I've reached for him about like 110, 108 in a draft before because I needed the speed that bad. But uh, he's a drain on batting average. You have to build for him. You can't just take him on and, you know – 230 like you said 230 is very realistic and spring training this is like what you can expect because he's gonna stick atop that lineup even if it hits 200 because his on-base skills are ridiculous the guy walked six times struck out five in spring training in 32 plate appearances and he actually had no home runs but he had two steals he hit 192 which is absolutely horrid but his on-base percentage was still a 344 <sighs> <laughs> like that oh, is man. so that guy if you, if we're, you talking, are playing i'm sorry to cut you off but yeah if you if you're playing in an obp type league this is a guy that you definitely need to reach he's like above his 80. 120 yeah he's right now his adp the past month he's going about 125 but if you're in an obp league like you said i mean top 80 is not unreasonable at all 
let me ask you random tangent last year when we started podcasting and doing all this stuff it's been over a year now a little over a year did you ever think you'd be able to pretty much quote ADP off the top of your head like we have tonight so far? <laughs> no, it's been a nice resource, especially with my with my extra monitors up here. I got ADP on one screen well, and other stuff on no, the other. So I'm yeah, a, I'm not saying I'm not saying just being able to pull it up. You like I called like the whole. I was like, oh, Spencer Howard's like roughly outside the top 500 right there, and he was. You just said he's about one pick 120. He's going at 125. Like like we just we've been so into the draft prep, so into everything that we know the ADP. Before we, yeah. and we just look it up. We look it up to confirm more than we actually look it up to question yeah. ourselves. It's really and, very. And between just, just, like TGFBI and the other slowed mocks that we've been doing, uh-huh. we've been drafting a lot this off season, so we kind of have an idea of where these guys are going. And we we've been drafting and doing prep since like October, November. So yeah, there's that too. Nope. But okay, back to <laughs> back to the uh, show here. Um, <laughs> right, there's only a few more names left. Nelson Lamet. I'm I bought into the hype early, then I was quickly out on it. Two pitch pitcher. For some reason, his one breaking pitch, slider curve, whatever you want to call it, it gets it gets uh it gets almost split into two separate pitches, but it's one pitch. It's a nasty pitch, but he needs more to be to take the next step. I think he's being a little overdrafted. What do you think, George? Oh, he must have one more man. Uh- <laughs> um, I'm waiting for this. Uh, I'm waiting for these sirens to stop. Okay, I think they just stopped, dude. It, it's it's crazy. Okay, so lawnmowers. And- we're supposed to we're supposed to be in a stay at home shelter in home quarantine, and I've got guys outside cutting. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Saturday afternoon here in Los Angeles, and everything. You, you name it. There's a sirens, lawnmowers. People outside, it's just oh gosh. Sirens, lawnmowers, people outside. Oh my! It's like yeah. <laughs> sorry. All right, so sorry about that. Um, so we're talking about uh, Lament. I, I'm right there with you. I, I didn't really. I mean, we've only seen him in two limited seasons. Uh, 2017, I think he had just over 100 innings, and then I think it was about 70. Uh, pull it up right now, but it was about a uh, little over 70 innings. And like you said, two pitch pitcher, he might be really good early on if guys are only going four or five innings. You know, I mean, he he could he could dominate in four or five innings. Yeah, it's all. But about I that. wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him going third way through a uh, third time through either. So yeah, I'm with you if it's only the four or five innings. But again, that it's gonna. I wonder how wins in general are gonna be affected in fantasy. That is a whole nother. That is seriously a discussion. I'm gonna. I'm writing that down to bring up yeah. on a future podcast. So, anyway. Right. So I mean, who who know? I mean, if. Who knows how things play out? But I mean, for the, over the first maybe few weeks, so maybe over his first four or five starts, uh, he could be really, really good. But maybe I might be looking to sell high if that's the case. That would be a good idea. I'm just not like I said, I'm not totally bought in. And Ozzy Albies, I'm not sure. I think again, he's a guy I've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. So I'm just totally bought in. I don't know if anybody else has any uh, real thoughts on him before I kind of give mine again. Yeah, man, you, you're you talking about him. This preseason kind of got me in a, on him a little bit. I reached for him in TGFBI in the third round, and I was very excited about it. I mean, he's a five-category producer. I just love the the stolen base. But, uh, I mean, he's just got a safe floor really everywhere. The guy doesn't hit really below 290. Uh, he's going to hit you 20 home runs. He's going to steal you 15 bags, if not more. Yeah, I mean, 100 runs in that lineup, it's completely possible, and – 80 to 90 RBIs. I mean, he's going to produce off the board for you. So I, I really like Albies. And yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to reaching for him late second, early third. I think that's I t- completely reasonable. 
I've taken him late second and 15 teamers. I've taken him early third and 12s because he falls there. He's just a guy that I'm really, again, really in on. And last year, we saw him bat, you know, I referenced this. I forget. I think it was Frank Amarante who pointed it out to me. And now I just, I obviously look for it myself. But last year, he was batting the bottom half of the lineup. And now you put him back at the top. Now you put him uh, for like a third of the season, I think it was. If you do the math, close to a third of the season, he bat, he, he was hitting six through eight. And then, you know, he hit for what, 60, 70, 80, about 90 games, a little over 90 games. He hit uh first or second and he, he hit over 280. He hit about 285, had 17 of his home runs there, had, where was the stolen base? He had 10 of his 15 stolen bases at the top of the lineup. So you're looking at a guy that I think can legitimately put up 2015 type of numbers that, which is typical of him. Maybe he could probably do 2020 this year. Or, you know, could have been, is what I'm saying. And he's going to be hitting on top of the lineup all year. Should have really good lineup protection, so he should see a lot of pitches to hit. Hitting behind Acuna could lead to a lot, of, a lot more uh, RBI opportunities than your average two-hole hitter. So I think all in all, there's a lot to like there. And like you said, safe floor at a, at a position that doesn't offer much depth. So I think he's somebody I'm willing to take in the second round without hesitation. And I, again, just really, I'm all in on him. I if I'm wrong, it's crazy that he's 23 still. This is yeah. his fourth year. He still hasn't even entered his prime, and we're looking at a guy who's done what he's done so far. You know what I mean? Nope. So yeah. So I think there's lots of yeah. Here. Yeah, I love I love Albies, and I'd probably be right there with you guys as far as where you're taking him if I didn't like Catal Marte just a little bit more. Um, and, and you can get him later. Yeah, and I can get him a bit later. So uh, Albies, I mean, it's for me, it's like. They're right there at the top, him and, and Marte at second base. You could put Altuve in there as well. Uh, if you still buy in, I think Marte and, and Albies will probably – you could probably bank on their steals, at least maybe like 10 steals from them. Um, from each of them, I think Albies for sure, uh, about 15. And, hey, I mean, you never know. You, he's Like you said, he's only 23. One of these seasons, you could get 20 steals from him. But I do like Catal Marte just a little bit more. I think for me, it's just the righty splits for for Albies. Um, just struggles just a, a tad bit against righties. And then um, a little bit of their batted ball profile, like um, Mar- Marte hits the ball a little harder, about two miles per hour harder on line drives and fly balls. So, And like I, I've mentioned this before, this is like splitting hairs here because I like both of these guys a ton. Mike, are you Marte or, or Albies? You're Albies guy. I'm I'm Albies, but Marte's my number two. So I I and I'm totally bought into Marte as well. I love his draft price. It's just for me, it's harder to draft Marte because you got him for free last year, and now you have to pay the premium. So it's just more of like a <laughs> I don't want to do it because I already did it type of thing. Like you know what I mean? I got him for free type of thing. So that's my. It's just a weird bias, but I have no problem. Like Marte falls to the mid third, I, I have no problem taking him there because again, he's multi positional eligible. So he's a whole other guy I really like. But whose phone's dinging? Sorry, I got to turn to my watch. Sorry. Okay, so we, we, have, we have watches. It's the second time. We, it's the fourth time or third time. Jeez, so we have a whole bunch. We have, we have you know what? It's sound effects, guys. We're testing our sound soundboard. Here. George has got lawnmowers. I got my watch. Mike's got his wife texting him and just and, not paying attention to us as we talk. And there's, of course, my kids in the background. I don't think that's being picked up. And a bunch of other things, so. Yeah, my kids, my kid actually just peeked into the room. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think to myself, it's nine fifty at night, Eastern time. <laughs> but my kids, dude, the bedtimes are all thrown off, man. They don't go to sleep anymore. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to tire them out. We don't. We, I live in an apartment. There's only so much to do. I don't have a pool. I, I don't have a backyard. I take them around the block a couple times, like on their bikes. Like that's 
it's almost like jail. They go out for their daily like, exercise. <laughs> uh, Spaceship. <he's> like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they go out. So it's like, yeah, it's, like, it's just like prison, man. The, kid, the kids that they eat their meals, they go out and get their daily like exercise and they come back in. It's terrible. This is horrendous. I'm sure everyone's going through this who has kids. And I'm sure you get it, George. And I, heck, Zach, I forget you both have kids. So, yeah, absolutely. And my boys, they're nine and 10 years old. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, they, I got to get them out of the house. We've been going to the park to, to play baseball, but I don't, ours are closed around here. Yeah. Yeah. Actually today I, I went for a run and I, I noticed they were locked up. So can't even go out there and hit a few balls around with them. Yeah. And I have an eight-year-old and a three-year-old. The three-year-old, the three-year-old drives me crazy, but he's way, he's way more understanding because he could you know the world's bigger to him so he can kind of get around in this apartment but my eight-year-old gets stir crazy i feel bad for him so yeah i get it the older kids are more difficult and yours is still young too George, zach so yeah mine's just watching sesame street all day so yeah it's not it's not that much fun <laughs> for me dude i hear that shit in my sleep man oh sorry i know we don't curse here but i just hear it in my sleep all these elmo songs it's i i would curse too it's fine It's brutal. His goldfish, his crayons too. You know the side of the song? I'm going to slap anyway. you. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, I think we can start talking about some trades. <laughs> no, no, no. Jordan, Jordan Montgomery was the last name here. He was, oh, okay, okay. He was supposed to get a uh, slot. He probably still is going to get a slot in the rotation with Severino out for the year. He was, yeah. he was actually showing some increased velocity this spring. I think he topped out 94, and normally he was like a 91, 92 guy as far as mile per hour goes. So I think that's, that's, that's interesting. Problem is, is we didn't get enough real, a real, a real big sample size in the spring to really kind of, to really kind of get a better idea of what to expect. But I think there could be something there. I like him. He's definitely worth a, a, a later round pick in your drafts. And why not? I mean, pitching for the Yankees, there's a lot of win potential there. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Well, I wasn't sure. I guess I was waiting to see if I missed anything. Cause again, I haven't done a whole lot of homework on him to be completely honest. I just yeah. know, yeah. I just know the increase in velocity was, uh, worth noting and i just looked I, th- up I think he's chart. i think he's gonna be an interesting streaming pitching option this season I, I just don't know if he's gonna hang on to that fifth starter job for most of the year i mean like we've been talking about i don't even know what's gonna happen but if the season does start sometime this summer i mean who knows what they're gonna do they got two uh two top pitching prospects in in garcia and clark schmidt who have looked pretty good in uh in spring training um in the limited action that we saw them so i mean it's possible that uh, montgomery could be like a possible he could be in almost like a a swingman type role so who knows what's gonna happen but yeah i mean it's an interesting name to watch but i'm i'm kind of eyeing him more as like a streamer type guy gotcha okay so this is where we take our break for the sponsor and all that good stuff so we'll be right back it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. All right, let's jump right to these trade questions. And um, we're going to go through them relatively quickly. We got some bass in the background now. We are just having a show. 
Uh, Castellanos for Josh Bell. Sounds like one of the – this is a Roto Dynasty League that you're in or just a redraft, George, Zach, whatever your name is? Uh, just a keeper, keeper league. It's a keeper OBP league? keeper league. OBP, OBP, keep, OBP Roto keeper league. The team was outfield needy, but I still wouldn't have given um, Josh Bell for Castellanos because um, Castellanos isn't an OBP guy really. And Josh Bell has a probably the same, if not a higher ceiling, at a harder position to fill. That's just my feeling on it. I think Josh Bell's the better side here. What do you think, George? Yeah, I agree. No, I, I agree. And the OBP uh, keeper, I, I like Bell. Well, right, that makes me happy because Josh Bell is the guy that I got in that trade. Oh, so. I know. I know you made yeah. the trade, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I think you did well. Uh, and that next, was with uh, – yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, that was, with, that was with Jordan over at the, uh, the exit velocity guys. But, yeah, he was outfield needy, so it just kind of worked out. So. We we outseeded them on the on the on the stuff, so you know what? We're just outplaying them all around. No, <laughs> no but, <laughs> Brent and Jordan are good guys. No, they they really are. And absolutely, again, I'll actually I'm actually gonna give them some crap later on the on the on PS4. But yeah, I can't actually, wait to lose to Brent in the show later. I wish we promoted it. We're to, I guess I'm just gonna promote it right now. There's a podcast. Um, there's apparently a lawnmower too, but there's a podcast wars essentially a uh, bracket being put out by baseball pods. Guy, I think the guy's name is Chris. I'm really bad with names. Really good guy over there. He's just he put together a bracket, and we are gonna be starting voting on Monday. So we will need all your support, especially if we have any chance of winning our bracket, which we really don't. But it's worth a shot. So help us out, <laughs> vote for us. If you're not already annoyed by all the constant, dude, we're just trying to have fun, man. This is like we normally are way more professional about things, but man, trying to have a little fun with all everything going on. So, so I apologize. It's a little out of character for us. But, yeah, I don't know how this lawnmower could be going for so long. I mean, I'm the houses here where I live are so crammed down here in LA. How much lawn can he possibly have? I mean, what is he mowing? <laughs> he's he's literally looking for reasons to stay out of his house. He doesn't want to go back into the wife and kids. <laughs> he's, pro- he's probably running into traffic on the, all the grass out in LA. Oh yeah. man. Well, yeah, that's yeah. That was a bad joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 12-team AL only. Jordan Alvarez for Kyle Tucker and Sal Perez. I think he put some reasoning in there. I think, oh, he was worried about his knees or something like that. Well, there's no – I mean, we obviously know that he's going to be healthy. But regardless, this sounds like a keeper format or even a redraft. Either way, that you, you do not get the return you should have got for Jordan Alvarez. I think no. we can all agree. Jordan all the way. I would not even consider that other side at all. No, I mean, and I, I like Kyle Tucker a ton. Um it's just Sal Perez that I really a catcher. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and it's, I I understand it's AL only, so people like AL only. It's very very different, and but it's only twelve teams. I still think you should have gotten way more for as a return. I understand wanting to sell because of the knee concerns, but you still. I think you sold too low, and I hate to be so harsh, but it's <laughs> was this trade actually made, or he was asking? I think he if... made it. That's unfortunate. I think the idea of these trade questions were just trades people made, right? I think one, okay. I think, I think one or two were questions that they should, but these were definitely trades that were – a lot of these were trades that were made, I believe. So. Got it. And if they haven't been made, perfect. This is going to work out either way. We're going to break them down, what we like or don't like about them, so people will know. Head-to-head, 5x5 five five OBP. Give up Fran Mill to get Sony Gray. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, it's kind of, it seems like one of those um, – team team need kind of things but i i really like sunny gray so i think overall in a vacuum i'd, I'd rather have sunny gray so 
Yeah, I, I think it's a good one. Yeah, I'm with, I agree as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunny Gray, just in general, has more value. So if you're looking for strictly based on value, you won this trade. But I think at the end of the day, I'm always about team construct. Uh, team construct. I guess that was the word. Yeah, team, constru- team construction, whatever. I'm all about roster yeah. construction at the end of the day. And like you said, although I, I do lean gray in every facet of this trade. Okay, uh, so we all agree, Sunny Gray. Uh, you, George, again, Jordan Alvarez, he's a hot – people are getting rid of him. I, I don't get it. A lot of people him. are nervous about those knees. I get it. I, mean, I understand that, and this is a good return. He got Hira – he got Keston Hira and Marco Luciano for Jordan Alvarez. That is a heck of a return. I think Hira is worth – he's arguably in the same tier as far as value goes. He might be a little less, but Luciano definitely makes up that because uh, you're getting a win-now piece and a win-later piece. So I don't know. I love it. I like this trade a lot. I really like the hero side. Yeah, I, I, I like it too. I think it's fair. I think it's definitely fair. So I, I like it. Yeah, I think it's fair. But I think I would still prefer the Jordan side. But um, depending on team need, uh, I think it's a fair return here in Luciano. I think I think I think the Alvarez side. I, I do think he's the best player in the deal. But the reason why I say I like this deal a lot is because this is a great deal. Like as far as value for hedging your bet. Like if you're worried about mm-hmm. his knee, if you're worried about his knees and want to get from under him, yeah. and, and him being DH only in a lot of leagues, this is a great way to kind of hedge your bet, get another t- former top prospect that's roughly, you know, just a tier under him as far as you know value and probably potential. I would say maybe, but then again, Marco Luciano can legitimately be the best, the top one of the top five prospects in baseball in the next couple of years. So, yep. That was well, that's the selling point for me. So in a vacuum, sure, I guess I would definitely prefer Alvarez this year. But I think long term, I think this deal was a really good deal. So maybe it's just me. Maybe again, but that's again if you're willing to if you're worried about his knees hedging the bet on the health. Um, Brandon McKay for the fifth overall pick in a first year player draft in the twenty teamer. I'm cool with that too because Brandon Brandon McKay. I just I don't know what the future holds for him with the Rays and the fifth year. <laughs> the what fifth year. is that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that was. That it was sound, me. It sounded like, it sound like running water. I think my laptop's like about to explode. <laughs> cool. The fifth year, uh, the, the, we may not have much longer. I think this longer. podcast is about to explode. <laughs> yeah, geez. The fifth year player. Oh, goodness. This is such a bad podcast. So It's really good and it's being ruined by all these noises. We should have played a game. Guess that noise. Um, <laughs> see, that was a bad joke too, but at least I can recognize my own bad jokes. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Brandon McKay, fifth overall pick in a first-year player draft. The prospect you're getting that fifth, that fifth pick is going to be better than Brandon McKay long-term, I think, potentially. I don't know. I think at the very least it's equal, so it's all about how, how you feel about him. I'm cool with that deal, though. What do you think, guys? I'm okay with it. I personally would probably keep the fifth overall pick. Um, I, think, I, think he was, I think he was giving McKay to get the fifth overall pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, yes, I would have done that. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, same here. Okay, so I th- I saw you respond on Twitter to this one, George. I'll let you handle it first. But you, uh, I, I remember it's a keep, keeper points league. Fernando Tatis for Bo Bichette and Max Fried. Right. So uh, given that it's a points league, I I, I like this trade. Um, Bo Bichette. We know that uh, I think him versus Tatis. I think you could trust the average a little bit more. Uh, you know that he's could go twenty twenty. Obviously, Tatis has a higher ceiling, but I mean. Bichette's going to be an extra base hit machine. And we know that those extra base hits uh, count for, for a little more in points leagues. And then on top of that, you're getting Max Fried, who, I mean, depending on the format of your league, we don't, we don't know, like, uh, as far as if it's like uh, any kind of pitching, but uh, pitching in general, if you're getting any pitching in points leagues, 
you know, you typically pay a lot. And, and you know, I understand he is giving Tatis here, but to get Bichette and Freed, um, who I think we all really like here, I think it's a solid deal. What do you think, Zach? I think it's a solid deal. I think you could probably get more for Tatis. I would maybe try to target a pitcher, maybe a little bit higher in the ranks than Max Freed. I like Bichette in point style. Um, but yeah, Freed... <sighs> I'm just I'm not completely sold on Freed. I know some guys are really into Freed this year, but um I could see some regression from him this year. And I would just prefer to maybe target a little bit more established pitcher, um, or maybe another pitcher with some upside. Just that I just think he could do a little bit better for Tatis, personally. My quick my quick thoughts on this. Um I actually still want Tatis. I think I think my big thing is this who is who else who would he have to drop to to accommodate this trade? You're giving up the extra roster spot. That's an extra spot you could turn and burn. How deep is this league? What's the scoring skewed to? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of questions we don't know. So, with that being said, I usually tend to uh, to stick with the best player, and the best player here is the one on the side of you know the one for two. I rather keep Tatis. And I mean, unless I really need the depth, it's a deeper league. I can see this trade being more valuable because the deeper the format, this is a quality return. You know, it's not a bad return at all by any means. So. I'm okay with it. I still just prefer Tatis. That's all. So speaking of the baseball pods guy, uh, like I said, I believe his name is Chris. I'm really sorry because I know you're listening, buddy, and I'm terrible at names. Please forgive me. But he, prior to the shutting down of the start of the season, he traded quite a bit because he's, he's in a win-now dynasty mode, dynasty season. He gave up Severino, Luis Angel Acuna, which is Acuna's little brother, I believe, and Kilo Lee for Kenta Maeda. At the time, I could understand it. Now we're looking at a chance for that to really backfire. What do you guys think? It was a win-now move. Go ahead, George. I don't like it. I, I think even even without like this, the, the whole stoppage and stuff, I, I just don't think I would have done this deal. I, well, I think he did it before the stoppage was a, a, a potential. Or not that it wasn't a potential, but before it was official for sure. I know that. He didn't do it after that. I'll tell you that because he even said, "I hope we have a season this year." Right after he said that, <laughs> so right. I think so. I think he kind of understands too. Like, oh man, I'm, I might be screwed here. Which that, side again, does Chris have? The Maeda side, the win now side. Which I'm always about winning now. So I'm I, the trade itself. I'm cool with. Again, I or at least I would have been cool with prior to the uh, prior to the season potentially being you know lost, but. I don't know. I mean, if we get the, if the season if the season's back on at some point, like we think it should be, then yeah, I'm cool with the trade personally. Like I'm I, whatever. I, yeah. I get it because I'm all about winning. But do we know if this was a like a keeper dynasty type league? Or? It is. It's a, it is. It's okay. a keep keep forever league. But now the cool thing about this is he gets to open up two roster spots and not be stuck holding Severino for a year and a half. Yeah, I I do like that aspect of it. I'm I'm okay with this trade. I really like Maeda this year with Minnesota. I think we're gonna see some great things from him um, with the permanent rotation spot if we play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm completely okay with this, and I love the idea of getting Severino off your team and clearing up a roster spot because I think it's gonna be a headache for the next year and a half, possibly if not longer. Um, yeah, who knows how long this recovery is gonna be with him. All right, and then this last trade, this last guy, this one guy that had three trades basically, so he's been really busy. It looks like it's a keeper slash dynasty league of sorts. He gave up, uh, he gave up Bieber and Jose Garcia. Got, uh, <laughs> I went to instantly went to Mo Vaughn in my head, uh, Andrew Vaughn and uh, Jose Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, Vaughn, I saw because I wrote down Vaughn in the notes without it being uh, Andrew Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn and, and J Ram for Bieber and Jose Garcia. I really like that deal. Vaughn, I like as a better prospect. In a vacuum, I, I like Jose, uh, Jose Ramirez 
over Bieber. Anybody really have anything else to say about that one? No. It's fair. It's really based on need, but yeah, it's a fair deal. I think the I think the Vaughn over Garcia part is what sells it to me personally, as far as being favorable to that side. But he fixed his pitching needs because then he took what he gained on hitting, sold Goldie for Gray, which that's very fair, very mm-hmm. much team need. Then he went a step further and sold uh, Michael Chavis for Mark Canna, which I would do because I'm not a Chavis guy at all. So Agreed, I'll yeah. love Canna. Cool. So. Yeah, all, all these trades together, uh, I think ultimately he really did come out on top. Yeah. I, I really like the J-Ram and Vaughn return. Yeah. Yep. And, Vaughn and especially the uh, the Goldie for Gray deal, that makes the Bieber deal look even better. So, yeah, I, I think he made three good deals here. Yeah, ultimately I think you made your team better for the potentially lost season. Way to go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on, that, on that note, I'm going to – you know, we're going to call it a night. Appreciate you guys listening. It's been a lot of fun. Again, we are just looking to have a little more fun, definitely a more laid-back vibe. As things, uh, as news breaks, as things continue to get going, we will definitely, you know, get back to business a little bit. But until then, we're going to be just more more of a hangout. Come hang out with us and listen to us make bad jokes and laugh along, the, along the way. So uh, appreciate you listening as always. Appreciate your support. Forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, but if you're interested to follow us on Twitter, I'm Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. George is at Roto underscore Nino. Zach is at Braff Z. You can follow Bases Loaded on Twitter and Instagram at Bases Loaded FBN. I think that's about everything. We're still pumping out. Oh, yeah, the, the network, of course, the, the website. We're still pumping out content. We got pod, we, we have podcasts pumping out uh, coming out from there, not just Bases Loaded Pod, but the Palazzo Podcast, Open Bar Podcast. We have, our, we have great writers still putting out um, written content, so check out the written content. We, we're actually adding two more writers, so things are still busy and on the up and up with the, with the network. So if you're still looking to consume some, ba- uh, some Bases Loaded, well, yeah, Bases Loaded content or Fantasy Baseball content, check out basesloadednetwork.com. We have everything there. We're going to be doing more video content. We have a lot of stuff coming out because you know what? There's no season, we're so, at least right now, so we're trying to help fill the void with, some, with more content material. So, again, we appreciate your support, guys, and we will talk to you soon. 